Hi, this is Kathy White, and oh my goodness, it's already <laughs> July the 4th. Independence Day. Independence, Independence, Day. Independence, yeah. Independence Day. Happy Independence Day to the USA. And we just celebrated our Canadian 150th Confederation. And our celebration in Whistler was sunny. There were people out enjoying all the sports and activities and the beautiful Vancouver Symphony Orchestra concerts in the Whistler Olympic Plaza. We invite you to plan ahead for summer 2018 but of course we have lots of summer to go in here in Whistler and lots of special events that we both enjoy and Anissa and, and I, I have to actually congratulate our our guests I was told what a terrible evening I would have working at the hotel so I actually slept through Canada Day thinking I was going to have this amazingly challenging night with guests at the hotel and everyone was very well behaved so thank you and thank you for next year <laughs> it was so wonderful watching everyone come into town wearing red white and now we have our American visitors here red white and blue and today we have a guest here from um, it related to our last podcast with the Whistler um, Center for Sustainability. Thank you. I've been losing a few words this week. Um, and we talked about it before they had their challenge and with Nicole, and, and she um, you know, helped guide them through the event. And this is our winner today, which is GearShare Hub. So. And Keith Heimermeister is, is joining us here today, and he's just going to outline some of the great aspects of participating in that event and where he hopes to take his business model as the winner of the 2017 Social Venture Challenge. Keith, tell us about how it felt to win. Uh, well, it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting experience altogether. It was definitely a lot of value I got out of the whole uh, program and a, quite an amazing program to, to have here in Whistler. So it was really exciting to be a part of it. And um, uh, from start to finish, it was a lot of good people and a lot of good ideas. Um, and then uh, it was nice to kind of, kind of slowly walk through my business idea uh, and go through the process of, okay, this is my idea. And then what do I need to do to make this into uh, an actual business that's going to going to be successful and then also uh, having the social aspect uh, of it as well how, how is that going to work and how does that play into a business plan so that was that was very interesting to kind of figure that all out and and very exciting to win and it was a bit of uh, I suppose a nice validation of like how the idea played out in my head if it was something that people would actually be interested in um, and, and be supportive of when you also won the People's Choice Award, didn't you? Which was which is uh, kind which of an extra awesome. extra <laughs> pat on the back. <laughs> so that was exciting to get both of those for sure. What yeah. was your timeline from beginning? Um, like, when did you think of this idea to bringing it to fruition? Even though I mean, you're not fully into the business yet, but what's the timeline been? Uh, yeah, so it was kind of um, it's well, it's been a, a long time coming, I suppose but there's been a lot of different ideas along the way to get me to this one. And then um, I had kind of been playing around with a few different, like going to different business events and stuff like that. And I had heard about, through one of them, about the sharing economy, uh, which is kind of what got me interested in it a little bit. And then through some other ideas I had, I was part of a mastermind group 
and through that, one of the guys was starting a marketplace for fishing. <laughs> so, oh, wow. <laughs> he was doing like custom fishing lures and custom fishing rods for people. So he had started a marketplace like that. And did it, did it work out? Uh, I think he's actually, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he shifted gears to something else. So, um, but I think it's still actually up and running. Mm. But uh, I don't think he puts too much effort into it anymore. He had a lot of uh, glitches as far as the uh, software he was using and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but uh, luckily, I do not. Because, uh, <laughs> Your website looks great. Thank you. Thank so you. the website is gearsharehub.com. And we will put a link on our blog, pa- blog post for you to check out and connect with Keith and go through your questions and ideas to share with him about how we'd like to have a sharing economy and the connection between our residents and visitors to Whistler and the Vale Resorts and how you can prepare for your visit to the community and then maybe save some costs by not bringing your gear from the mountain resort that you're living in or a city that you're coming from and just renting the equipment here and actually connecting with our community residents to maybe find those secret little places or those those wonderful hikes or trails or going along the lakes and rivers and finding out some of the tips from the locals well i I find even just like picking your grocery store like I think we all know we have extra little tips about grocery stores and where to get like the price of olives at one place is six dollars compared to the price of olives is two dollars exact same thing we're not going to name names (laughs) but um, I think when we you know you get to talk to local people when you're looking for something specific there's Mm -hmm. little ticks I mean even when I moved here just last August there's just there's so many little things like even tips on like I I would listen to people walking by me it's like oh I wish they had a beach and I'm like have a beach so there is so many little things that by just connecting with a local person every time that you're here because I know that a lot of people do come here multiple times they don't just come once they often once you've been to Whistler it's hard not to come back and there's something to learn every time you come and and it's it's also like they say Vienna is two different cities um, when you're there for the the festival and sometimes even they say three you you need to go in the different seasons I think Whistler's the same where it's it's almost a completely different town from winter to summer and one of the other things too is Keith was mentioning that the sharing society of rental equipment was happening in the larger cities but not so much in mountain resorts and when doing the research for your website and for setting up your business I know you had a business mentor and and had several points of reference to go through to create your business plan and take it further. But I find it interesting that the sharing of equipment actually has started in the cities and is now sort of spreading out to the resort areas. So what was the group that you connected with that is doing sharing of rental of equipment already? Uh, in Whistler? Or, or in Vancouver? Or in Vancouver. So uh, yeah, there's a couple different um, uh, companies operating in, in in Vancouver already. So there was ShareShed who recently got acquired by Leave Town. Uh, and there's another one that actually just started up. It's not uh, outdoor gear specific, but it's just basically anything and everything that you can share on, on their platform. Um, so yeah, it's it's I've noticed it a lot in cities, but I, like I said, I haven't really seen it a lot in resort towns. And I think resort towns are very special 
a special place that have that kind of real sense of community and and you know amongst ourselves we can we often are like hey do you got this or hey do you have that uh, and if we can bring that sense of the community to the people that visit here uh, and, and and strengthen it within our community as well um, that would be a pretty amazing thing so well it's interesting we've got ride sharing like not even ride sharing, car sharing yeah. going on in Vancouver, but I'm just realizing we don't see that here. Well, we do actually. So Zipcar oh. is in Whistler and recently, I think in the last couple of years, just got two cars up here. So they- Just two. Just two, I think. <laughs> but I'm sure there's gonna be fun. Well, cause what's the one that's owned by BCAA? Would they, they all have mm. snowboards on top. Uh, not too the sure snowboard no. racks. Oh. They, they advertise that they, I'm pretty sure they're owned by BCA. It'll come to me later. Mm. Concussion brain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, because to me, it, if you can go and share cars and then go rent that snowboard or whatever it is when you put on top, it's like the mindset's already there. Yeah. In the for city. Sure. And I mean, there, there's Airbnbs and there's, and there's uh, all sorts of different sharing platforms or like those platform communities where it's it's people kind of helping out other people or or communities being built online that well that, like, like our facebook page exactly like you've never seen i've never seen so many phones recovered and and surprised at honesty it's the yeah. coolest thing ever um just our little facebook community mm -hmm. so and and part of this business model is that you're trying to build up your inventory of sports equipment mm -hmm. in the whistler resort corridor right now you're yeah. going to expand it from there I know mm -hmm. and so um, any particular equipment that you're looking for like ocean going kayaks I see on your website <laughs> tents you know that'll be the first thing I want to rent yeah, yeah so where so are you trying to source what type of typical equipment first good question um, so still doing a little bit more research on what the, the most popular and, and most I suppose uh, sought after equipment is, mm -hmm. but definitely snowboards, uh, skis are a little tough just because of the adjustments are a little more technical than say a snowboard where it's just a small, medium or large binding. Um, well, and I had and, a roommate this winter who was able to adjust my snowboard because I didn't know if I was going to, because I've had a concussion and I've had a hard time with left and right. Yeah. And so he set me up on my board so I could do both. So I mean, yeah. for someone who's obviously not a highly technical person, but I mean, so there's just... Snowboards seem like they'd be Snowboards very Snowboards are, are pretty that. easy for sure. Uh, skis are something that, unless the person has the know-how as far as adjusting the bindings, they might need to take them to a shop and get them adjusted before they take them out. Mm -hmm. um, but then, yeah, like uh, for the summer, canoes and camping gear, um, just stuff to get people out on the lakes. Like we have so many lakes here. Like, that's what, I mean, I've thought about moving to Pemberton, but I'm like, it's so nice <laughs> to have like five lakes. Like, yeah. Within, like, well, and, I live in Creekside and there's like three lakes within walking distance. I've been working amazing. with, I, I'm, I'm understanding the temperature difference between both. Yeah. I'm like, I was swimming in Lost Lake and they're like, yeah, but you haven't been in Nita Lake. So I went to Nita yeah. Lake and I was like, oh. Yeah. I've been you in Nita Lake. Yeah. And, and I'm sure me too. paddle boards or SUPs seem to yeah. be yeah. For sure. That'd the, be a, one uh, of the top sports this summer. A big one too. And those are, a lot of them are inflatable too. So that's like an easy thing for people to transport or, mm -hmm. or, uh, or pick up off someone. So, and then Obviously, the mountain biking scene is, is massive here, so uh, mountain bikes and, and that sort of thing to get people around and get them on the, into the bike park and, and that sort of thing. And for winter, it'll be probably like snowshoes and... Snowshoes, yeah, skis and snowboards, um, and kind of like split boards, stuff to get people... 
I find like a lot of people have friends who do a lot of backcountry skiing or snowboarding, but don't necessarily have the gear. Right. So they have a crew of people they can go with, but they don't have the, the, the gear to go with them. Um, so I feel like that is, is a pretty, a pretty key one as far as people not having access to it, but really want access to it, but it's one of those difficult things. Yeah. Well, I know we saw jackets for Jasper. Like, there's there must be also a mm-hmm. uh, market for, because I see in the hotels people coming in from certain countries that come and buy all their gear and literally leave it all here because they're not they, they they use it once. Their kids are going to grow out of it by the time that they come yeah. back. So there's that to be acquired mm-hmm. as well as that one time rental of uh, certain, you know, just wearables. I guess you ski ski wearables. Yeah. When I was a ski instructor here in the 1980s, a lot of people were visiting from Japan. Mm-hmm. And of course, they had no storage back in Japan. So yeah. that the same thing was happening back at that time. They would buy suitcases and just buy their ski equipment and all mm-hmm. their clothing here. And again, mm-hmm. it would end up in the charity shops and yeah. things like that or just left which, at the hotels. Which, I mean, it, so, I mean, in our charity shop, are, you know, it goes to such a good cause. It's awesome. Right. So yeah, it's kind of a sure. win-win for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, because it helps support our local food bank mm-hmm. so and, and it's, other... it's sort of a it's an interesting society up here of, of resource and renew and and recycle and mm-hmm. and being socially responsible so I really applaud Keith and your business model and and where you want to take it from here and setting it up as sort of a, a business model that can expand with systems and mm-hmm. you know insurance coverages and proper forms and documentation to make sure that everyone who's renting the equipment and those who are renting it from them it are knowledgeable and knowing mm-hmm. what they're getting into when they rent the equipment and mm-hmm. and then proceeding from there as, and as we've all been well educated in the the waiver form yeah. of the, the waiver form <laughs> of lifestyle and for those of you that a, haven't heard there was a massive article yeah. in the peak our local um, news magazine just about waiver forms so we're all a little bit more educated than we may have been six months ago i think mm-hmm. so which is probably a benefit to you i would think just because you, there's just that much more information that's out there that you get to put into what you are doing in your business plan as well for sure for sure and and to kind of touch on your point there is it is um the idea is to kind of have less consumption of things and utilize the things that already exist in, in kind of a more efficient way. So a lot of us have all these things just sitting in our in our storage or, you know, we use them for like my kayak, for example, I've had probably for 10 years, but only used maybe, you know, a handful of times every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rest of the time it sits under my deck, but my snowshoes are the same. Yeah. And I have so, three snowboards now. So. I mean, I'd love to see someone <laughs> go out there and be able to enjoy it. And I mean, if I can make a few bucks on the side as well, like that's, that's the thing. And, and I really think that, um, businesses is, is, is the best way to kind of change the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, it, if you make it easy for people and it, it just becomes ingrained into the society, it's, it's just, it's a win-win and, and that's the best way to, that's the way I feel is, is the best way to kind of make these positive changes. I want to think you're at that age two where you're an influencer. So, <laughs> believe it or not, no, no, you're influencing <laughs> people of your own generation and, and then it's going to trickle down. So, it, it's going to be a win-win for sure. I think it'd be really cool when, when you have 
marketing pieces and logos that get attached to the equipment that's being rented out mm -hmm. and then people take photos of it wherever they take it to and testimonial yeah. pages and just the adventures that these equipment are mm -hmm. going to go on instead of sitting in someone's garage yeah yeah for sure <laughs> that's awesome so as we do on our podcasts we have mm -hmm. a um life hack so <laughs> i'm going to go first this time because my life hack actually has to do with paddleboarding and concussions. So I love paddleboarding, and I um, was out a couple weeks ago because we got uh, through the hotel, we get our fan packages, which was awesome, thank you. So I was able to go rent a paddleboard, and I was quite concerned because I can't get my heart rate up. So they were kind enough to give me a kayaking paddle as well, so I could just sit down, chill out, because the lake that it's on is extremely windy, and I have actually years ago windsurfed on there and had to swim my windsurfing board back so I, I kind of knew what I was getting into and um, I was able to just chill because I could sit down catch up with my kayak paddle get my heart rate back down mm -hmm. so I had a pass down a paddle board and I had my kayak paddle board and that's my life hack if you don't and and if you haven't paddled uh, stand up SUP if you haven't been on one before it's it's a balancing act and it's a lot of work mm -hmm. to build those muscles and I mean I've taken lessons over the years I've done you know, I've built up that sense of balance, but now I don't have the physical fitness I did before. And it's more of a, because I've got this vestibular damage, whatever, it doesn't want to go away. Um, but I was able to mitigate that by having the two paddles. So that's my, my life hack is if you don't feel you have the physical strength, you're worried about your balance, ask whoever's wrenching or whatever, or keep an eye of an extra kayak paddle too. Just mm -hmm. keep one. Um, if you've got a board that's got the crisscross um, on it, it just slips under the so, so my mine. life hack for this past week was doing the kayak down the river of Golden Dreams. Oh, did you? I had family visiting oh, town nice. and we ended up borrowing three kayaks from friends. So Gear Share Hub will be a, a great <laughs> next choice when we go to get equipment. And it took me a while to find the equipment. And mm -hmm. so we got it down to Alta Lake and then we had a beautiful paddle down. But the resource of this Gear Share Hub will really help locals and uh, visitors, of course, to find the resources of that equipment because it took me a couple of days to track down people and yeah, find yeah. out where they were, find out the shape of the kayaks. <laughs> and it is one of the most beautiful rivers to glide down. There are some interesting corners. Oh, to... I got to do it in a canoe and I, I can't imagine doing it in a kayak. It's amazing. <laughs> so you can either portage or you can challenge yourself down the river of Golden Dreams and it comes out by Green Lake, lovely Green Lake here in Whistler. And you could either take an organized tour or what we did is we had a vehicle at both ends and yeah. it was just mm -hmm. fantastic. So that's my life hack for this week. Awesome. Um, so my life hack is actually not related to outdoor activities. <laughs> That's okay. Was <laughs> both had outdoor activity hacks. So mine is more just around life, and this is one that's I've kind of taken up in the last probably two years. And I suppose I've always had jobs where I've had to get up somewhat early, but uh, getting up that little bit extra early to kind of ease myself into the day, into the day has been uh, a really helpful one for me. So just kind of waking up early, just relaxing, having a cup of coffee, maybe doing uh, you know some stretching or just something to get the blood flowing and that sort of stuff has been has served me pretty well. So that's my life. 
as possible. And it seems to be one of successful people as well. So sounds mm-hmm. like you're on the well, right track. Well, I, I, <laughs> I read the Miracle Morning. Oh, uh, and that's kind of where I I've got been on a live from, video so. feed with Hal. Oh no Hal, way. Hal, what's his last name? Hal. Uh, great question. F- 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 oh, I don't want to say it wrong because a really good friend of mine, Teresa, is really good friends with him at Socialite. We had him okay. live online because he was very, very ill. He was actually supposed to show up as a live speaker and he uh-huh. was in his hospital bed with cancer uh-huh. i believe it was i'm gonna go on my memory there but yeah, yeah. he's still yeah. with us so yeah. the miracle he is being <laughs> a miracle and uh a, a lot of successful friends that i i know actually read that have read and believe very strongly in the miracle morning mm-hmm. so, sure. so yeah thanks very much this is kathy white and anisa with keith Hammermeister. awesome and everybody have a great day and an epic week <laughs>